Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast for August 29th, 2022. And on today's episode, we're going to recap the preseason for the Cowboys, and we're also going to go over the 53-man roster for the Cowboys on this episode. But if you haven't already, please make sure to follow the show and download the show on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you may be listening. And make sure to rate the show as well. I would greatly appreciate that. You guys have been very supportive so far on this podcast journey that I've been on, and I greatly appreciate it. So today, we have our first episode that's going to be on YouTube. We're bringing a component to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast on YouTube. So now I guess you can call it the Cowboys Beat visual podcast as well, because we are going to have video on YouTube as well. So I just want to thank you guys for listening to the show tonight. We have a good show lined up ahead, but before we get into the episode, please make sure to follow me on all my social media accounts, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, whatever it may be. Few things, Cowboys Beat Tonight, that is our Cowboys talk show. It's going to be airing on September 6th at 8 p.m. Central Time. Cowboys Beat Head to Head will be airing at 9 p.m. Central Time. And then on Wednesdays as well, Cowboys Beat Tonight will be on uh, 8 o'clock Central Time. And then 9 o'clock Central Time will be the Chris and Rue show where I bring on my buddy, Allow Me to Butt in Sports, and we talk about the Cowboys. Now, I had a video or I had a podcast for you guys on Friday. The problem is there was something that went wrong with the editing and I really didn't know what to talk about. I mean, was I going to preview the Seahawks game? Well, by the time most people would have listened to it, the Seahawks game would have already happened. So it really wouldn't have made any sense for me to preview the game on the Friday. That's what made the Friday game so weird to me. I really didn't know what I was going to do there. We talked about the Tyron Smith uh, you know, injury. Just a quick recap of it. It's unfortunate. The Cowboys need to go make a move. I talked about it on my YouTube and my TikTok page. If you haven't uh, looked at my opinions so far as regards to Tyron Smith's injury, please make sure to go check them out. YouTube Cowboys beat, TikTok Cowboys beat. I have my opinions on there. It's an unfortunate loss, definitely. So let's start off with our first topic of the day. The Cowboys preseason. I would say that the Cowboys this preseason progressed every single game. They had that real bad showing in Denver where they committed 18 or 17 penalties, whatever it may be, in that first game against Denver and lost 17-7. to And then they went on to beat the Chargers 32-10. to They looked really good in that game. And then they went on to come from behind against the Seahawks and won that game 27-26. to Now, I understand that these are backups that the Cowboys were playing. And granted, they didn't play their starters either. But it was good to see the backups performing. Like, we saw a lot of guys make a name for themselves this preseason. Israel McQuamu was a guy who made a name for himself. Jabril Cox, Deron Bland, Marquise Bell, Simi Fioco, even though he was having a good training camp, Kevante Turpin, Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot. Like we saw these guys play. Tyler Smith was another one. And that's a good thing. Like even though we're going against other teams' backups, 
the fact that we were able to see what these guys were able to do against other teams' backups, I think that could tell you something. Now, granted, the penalties declined all throughout the preseason. Like the first game, they had eight, 17 penalties. The next game, they had eight. I'm not sure what they had against the Seahawks. However, it looked like it was a lot better in terms of discipline. And, you know, the penalties came down from the first preseason game. And I thought that that was a sign of progress. Now, overall, the preseason, you do have to take it with a grain of salt. Granted, it's just guys trying to make the team. And we're just seeing what our pretty much our backups can do. And if you're playing the starters, you're going to play them for a series or two. You're not going to play them for any extended period of time just to get them right before the season. However, like I don't really believe in having your starters go out for a series or two during the preseason, I think it's pointless because if your team's going to be ready for the season or not, they're not going to get more ready just by playing a series or two. And I think you could tell that by like, look at last preseason, Dak Prescott was injured last preseason. He had the shoulder strain uh, coming off that awful ankle injury. He had, he goes into Tampa Bay and he doesn't skip a beat. Throws 42 for 58, 403 yards, three touchdowns, 72.5% completion percentage. I mean, that just shows me that, I mean, Dak Prescott will never play a preseason game probably for the rest of his career after showing what he was able to show in Tampa Bay coming off what he came off of. I'm not a big believer of the preseason, to be honest with you. Now, it is nice to see, you know, the rookies like Tyler Smith. Like Tyler Smith got a lot of reps this preseason. He didn't play on Friday against Seattle because he had the ankle injury. I'm perfectly fine with them sitting Tyler Smith out for that game. But I liked seeing, you know, like Sam Williams got a lot of reps this preseason. Like he was playing deep into the fourth quarter on these games. And I like what I saw from Sam Williams. I mean, like Sam Williams isn't going to be a guy that's going to be really important for the Cowboys this upcoming season. I mean, that's a deep defensive line room. When you get that defensive line unit, I mean, Terrell Basham, Dorrance Armstrong, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons is going to play some defensive end. Sam Williams, I mean, that's a deep room that they have there. How many reps is Sam Williams going to get a game? I mean, I think that that's what Dan Quinn wants, right? Like Dan Quinn doesn't want his guys playing over 35 reps in a game. So maybe being deep at that position is probably beneficial to the Cowboys and beneficial to Dan Quinn's coaching scheme. You know, that's just how it is. So, I mean, I like what I saw from Sam Williams this preseason. He had that sack against Charles Cross. You know, it's funny. Sam Williams and Charles Cross had a history. You know, they played together in the SEC. Uh, Sam Cross or Charles Cross went to Mississippi State and Sam Williams went to Ole Miss, so they are very familiar, familiar with each other. Sam Williams got the best of him on that one play where he got that sack, which was, you know, but Sam Williams has been playing pretty well pretty much all preseason. I mean, like the defensive end position is a position that you can't really look at the stats and say that that tells the full story. Like the defensive end position is just as much about presence as it is about, you know, what they the, the, the type of stats they put up. So Sam Williams, impressive preseason. But uh, yeah, I, I like that they were able to play their young guys and play them for significant reps this preseason. So overall, you know, as a whole, the preseason two and one, you, you never hate seeing your team lose. Granted, I know it's not meaningful games, but you like seeing your team win. I, I don't know if anybody saw this on first take Stephen A. Smith and Mad Dog Russo were going through the Cowboys schedule. Stephen A. Smith was saying, oh, well, I got the Cowboys starting 0-3 to start. Right. And then he goes through the Cowboys preseason schedule. He's like, they're playing Denver game one. They're playing uh, the Chargers game two and Seattle game three. They're going 0 3. The fact that he thinks that the Cowboys are going to lose to the Seahawks is kind of crazy. But no, that was just funny. 
That and and nobody told them about it either. Like they made this mistake on national television and nobody told them about it. Like the producers didn't say anything. Uh, Molly Karam didn't say anything. Ru- Mad Dog Russo. Nobody said a damn thing about him completely butchering the Cowboys schedule. I mean, it's pretty known all throughout the NFL. The Cowboys and the Buccaneers are playing week one Sunday night football. But yet Stephen A goes on first take <laughs> predicts the Cowboys preseason. That was funny to me. I thought that, that was hilarious. But Enough talk about preseason. Let's talk about the regular season. The Cowboys are going to have to make some roster cuts here. Uh, one guy that they got rid of was TJ Vasher, a guy that everybody had a lot of high hopes for going into the preseason. They thought that he could have made the team. I thought that he could have made the team as well. He was making plays in training camp. However, one thing that we saw from TJ Vasher was he was a one-dimensional receiver. He's a jump ball receiver. And that's just not the type of receiver that Callan Moore wants in his offense. He wants a receiver who can do many things, and that's just not TJ Vasher. And also, he didn't really perform that well in preseason. Granted, I've said pretty much all preseason, it's hard to get a gauge on these receivers due to the fact that the quarterbacks that were throwing them the football aren't the best quarterbacks that are going to be that, that that could have thrown them the football. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard to get a gauge on the receivers that we had. But I mean, guys were still able to stand out this preseason playing the receiver position. I mean, there wasn't any guys that completely broke out and really got your attention and said, yo, we need to pay attention to this guy. But as a whole, you know, TJ Vasher won't be making this team and it is what it is. That's just the name of the game here. I mean, I'm looking at the wide receivers right now. I I don't see a guy that I would put TJ Vasher over. But without further ado, let's get into the 53-man roster for the Cowboys this upcoming season. Now, this is just my predictions on what the team's going to do, not what I would do. Um, because if I were making a roster and I were building this roster, I would do it a lot. I, I Not a lot differently. I would make more tweaks, but I'm just predicting on what I think the team's going to do. So let's start at quarterback. I got the Cowboys keeping Dak and Cooper Rush. I think that the Cowboys... Uh, gained a lot of confidence from Cooper Rush when he went to Minnesota and won that game. I know that's he's going to be able to ride the coattails of that game for a long time in terms of keeping a job on this team. But I, I look at you know uh, Cooper Rush, Ben DiNucci, and Will Greer. To me, out of those three, I would have kept Ben DiNucci, to be honest with you, because I think that Will Greer and Cooper Rush are more pocket passer quarterbacks, but the problem is they're not good at that like that they're not good at that like they're not good pocket passers like at least Ben DiNucci can make things happen with his legs and if Dak were to go out for a game at least you can say hey Ben go run around a lot you know that's why I would probably keep Ben DiNucci out of these three guys I would cut all three of these guys and I would wait and see what uh what teams do with their quarterbacks. And I would go try and pick up another backup quarterback because I'm not very confident in any of these guys. You know, the Cowboys, they should have invested in a backup quarterback. They really should have. I mean, they have a lot of money to spend and they've had a lot of money to spend ever since that Lyle Collins contract came off the books. I don't understand why they weren't aggressive in going and getting a backup quarterback. Like what if Dak goes down? Like this team is done. Uh, you know, Cooper Rush is not going to be able to carry this team to a winning record. And like, look, here's the thing. When it comes to your team, if your team's playing at a really good level, it's not just the quarterback that's playing at a really good level. It's the entire team. And then the quarterback's just adding to it. The quarterback's elevating your team. But this is a problem for the Cowboys. Like if Dak even goes down for a game, I'm worried about one of these guys stepping in and playing. They should have taken this backup quarterback position way more seriously. And now their choices from the guys on this roster are Cooper Rush, Ben DiNucci, and Will Greer. I don't love any of those choices. But out of those three, I would take Ben DiNucci in a heartbeat. 
over those guys. Because like I said, uh, Cooper Rush, Will Greer, they're pocket passer quarterbacks, and they're not good at that. So at least give me some mobility. At least give me a big arm. That's something that Ben DiNucci has. I would keep Ben DiNucci, but I think they're going to keep Cooper Rush. So your quarterbacks are Dak and Cooper Rush. Running backs. Now, this is not what I would do. This is just what I think the Cowboys are going to do. They're going to keep Ezekiel Elliott, obviously. Tony Powered, obviously. And I think they're going to have Rico Dowdle over Malik Davis. Now, I think that Malik Davis showed more this preseason than Rico Dowdle did. However, I'm just looking at the trends of what the Cowboys probably are going to do. And Rico Dowdle is a guy who has been on this team for a little bit, has shown that he can be at least a little productive during the regular season. And I just think that the Cowboys like Rico Dowdle more than Malik Davis. Like Malik Davis was going to have to come in and take this job from Rico Dowdle. I don't think that Malik Davis did that. I think Malik Davis had a very solid preseason, but I don't think he raised any eyebrows to the extent where you're going to move on from a guy that you feel pretty good about. And uh, I think that Malik Davis is going to end up on the practice squad. Hopefully he clears waivers and ends up on our practice squad because I, I do like Malik Davis. I thought he had a really good preseason. However, he was going to have to have a way better preseason than the preseason that he had because when you look at Rico Dowdle and Malik Davis, they were pretty much on par with each other. So I think the Cowboys end up keeping Rico Dowdle, even though me personally, I would keep Malik Davis because I think that Malik Davis has a higher ceiling than Rico Dowdle. Like that's the way I that's my mindset when it comes to building a roster. Now I'm not a general manager. I've never been a general manager. I probably will never be a general manager, but I'm just saying that like, if I'm building a roster, I would rather build my roster, like, especially at that, you know, type of role, a third running back, they're probably not going to get much playing time. I would look at who's going to be the guy with the higher ceiling, especially because next season, Ezekiel Elliott is probably going to get cut. I mean, if he doesn't take a pay cut, he's most likely not going to be a Dallas. Even though, if if we're gonna, if I may, I think that Ezekiel Elliott is actually going to take a pay cut and stay in Dallas next season because he's going to have two options. It's either going to be take a pay cut in Dallas or take a pay cut somewhere else because nobody else is going to pay you the type of money that you're looking to get paid. So take a pay cut in Dallas or take a pay cut somewhere else. And I think that's going to be the options put forward to Ezekiel Elliott. And I think that Ezekiel Elliott's going to take the option to stay in Dallas and take a pay cut. Tony Powell and Ezekiel Elliott, both of those guys, their contracts are done at the end of the year. So in in terms of the future of the running back position, I think that out of the guys that you have uh, at running back, out of the young guys that you have, Dowdle, Davis, and Schlampkin, I think that Moik Davis is has the highest ceiling out of all those guys. So I would I would have kept Moik Davis over Rico Dowdle, but I just think the Cowboys are going to keep Rico Dowdle. That's just my opinion. Wide receiver, CeeDee Lamb. Jalen Tolbert, Simi Fioko, Michael Gallup, because Michael Gallup is not on PUP yet. So he would need to have a roster spot on this team because he's not on the physically unable to perform list yet. Noah Brown and Kevontae Turpin. So I I ended up, I think that the Cowboys are going to cut Dennis Houston because here's the thing. Dennis Houston had an okay preseason. I mean, he didn't really pop out or anything like that. And I mean, right now that would be six receivers that the Cowboys would keep. Are you going to keep seven receivers? Because again, Michael Gallup is not on the physically unable to perform list yet. So he has a roster spot on this team. Are you going to keep seven receivers? I don't think that's wise, especially when there are guys in other positions who have really showed out and have made a case to make this team. So, you know, obviously, Kevontae Turpin, he's going to be the kick returner on this team. I think that he's going to be able to make an impact on this offense. How big of an impact is yet to be seen, but he's going to be able to play a role on this team. You know, I said this about Kevontae Turpin on my TikTok page. I said, look, he makes an offensive coordinator's job way easier than it needs to be. He's fast. He's agile. 
don't don't overthink it. Give Kevontae Turpin the ball and tell the other team, hey, go tackle him. Try and tackle him. He's really fast. He's going to make something happen for you if you give him the opportunities. So not only do I think Kevontae Turpin is going to be the kick returner on this team, I think that he's going to be able to play a role on this offense. Now, like I said, it's not going to be a huge role. It's not going to be like I'm predicting him to have 700 plus yards this season because I'm not predicting that. But I mean, right now, I mean, look at the Look at the Cowboys. They don't have a slot receiver. And I think that when you look at what the Cowboys plan is at slot receiver, I think that CeeDee Lamb's going to see a lot of snaps at slot receiver. I also think Tony Pollard's going to see a lot of snaps at slot receiver. But I also think that Kevontae Turpin can play slot receiver as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And let's not forget that Tony Pollard's going to get reps at wide receiver. There's no doubt about it. I, I honestly believe that. There's been reports that Tony Pollard's been getting reps in private at the slot position or you know playing slot. And yeah, he's going to play some slot receiver. But I think that C.D. Lamb should play a lot of slot receiver as well because I think that when you play that position, you can get a lot of favorable matchups. I know people are saying, well, C.D. Lamb's not going to be as effective as he once was because he's going to be going up against number one cornerbacks. Well, how do you counteract that? Line him up in slot and make him play against slot corners. That simple. So tight ends, this is going to be an interesting one. I think they're going to keep Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson, and Peyton Hendershot. I don't know how you cut Peyton Hendershot. I just don't know how you do it. I mean, this kid just had a touchdown the other night against Seattle. Probably should have scored two touchdowns. Will Greer, he was wide open and Will Greer missed him. He was late on the throw and he ended up with three receptions for 39 yards. He would have turned that into four receptions for however many yards that would have been and two touchdowns. Easily makes the case to make this team. Now, does Sean McKeon make this team? I mean, he's a guy who has been injured for you. So if if I'm the Cowboys, I'm taking Peyton Hendershot over Sean McKeon. Not only that, I think Peyton Hendershot and Jake Ferguson have higher ceilings than Sean McKeon. Now, obviously, you're not going to get rid of uh, Jake Ferguson. There's no way in hell they're going to do that. Fourth round pick. But I think that Peyton Hendershot's played pretty much just as good as Jake Ferguson, if not better than Jake Ferguson. He's a guy that they got as an undrafted free agent. So. I mean, like the future of the tight end position for the Cowboys, I think it's bright because I think that Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot do have a future in this league. And that begs the question, what are you going to do with Don Schultz at the end of the season? Is he going to get re-signed? I mean, you have a lot of big contracts coming down the line. You have Trayvon Diggs and CeeDee Lamb. You have Micah Parsons the year after that. So are you really going to pay $15 million to Dalton Schultz? Is Dalton Schultz that type of tight end, or does he get elevated by Dak Prescott? I think that that's a legitimate question to ask. Because, I mean, when you look at Dalton Schultz and you compare him to other tight ends within his like production range, like guys like Mike Gusecki and Dallas Goddard, I think that both of those guys are better than him. I think they're at least more talented than him. But Dalton Schultz is in a really good situation with Dak Prescott throwing him the football. So I think that's what elevates Dalton Schultz. So you have to ask yourself, how much production are you going to lose if you move on from Dalton Schultz and keep a guy like Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot? I don't think that the the production going into the next season is really going to drop off that much. Now, if Dalton Schultz comes out here and has 1,200 yards, it's going to be hard not to keep him. It's going to be hard not to pay him the type of money that he wants to get paid. But you have to remember there are contracts on this team that are of a higher priority than Dalton Schultz will be. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do at the tight end possession. I mean, hopefully they can keep Dalton Schultz. But right now, with the way these young tight ends are playing, I don't think that it's very likely that Dalton Schultz is here uh, by this time next year. So we'll talk about that when we get to it. So the offensive line, 
I have Josh Ball, Matt Watsko, Tyler Smith, Connor McGovern, Tyler Biotich, Matt Forniak, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele. Guys, the Cowboys are not going to cut Josh Ball. I know there's people out there that think the Cowboys should cut Josh Ball. They're not going to do that. Josh Ball is a guy, like he's still a young player, and he does have traits. I think that he still needs more work on his technique. Like his feet are just not there. Like he has problems with, you know, with his feet. So that's something that he's going to have to work on going forward, but they're not going to get rid of him. Matter of fact, if you ask me right now, I think he's probably going to be the guy that plays left tackle for you. If they don't make a move, he's going to be the guy that plays left tackle for you week one against Tampa Bay. I know it's scary to say. I know it's scary to say, but the Cowboys haven't made a move yet, and that's big. So they're not going to get rid of Josh Ball. You know, other guys that are bubble guys, uh, Matt Wetzko, they're not going to get rid of him. Fifth round draft pick, a guy that they're looking to develop. Had some nice reps on Friday against Seattle. So I'm excited to see what we have in Matt Wetzko. Matt Forniak, he had a really good preseason to me. He showed versatility to me. I think he's a center and a swing guard. I would actually, if they intend on moving Tyler Smith to left tackle, I would actually like to see what Matt Forniak can do at left guard compared to Connor McGovern. Because I saw what we have in Connor McGovern at left guard, and I don't like what I saw from Connor McGovern at left guard. Connor McGovern's a right guard, and that's perfectly fine. Like he is not a swing guard. Not every backup offensive lineman can play swing guard or swing tackle. That's perfectly fine. Don't try and put a, a you know a square peg into a round hole. It's not gonna work. Connor McGovern's not a left guard. He's a right guard, and that's perfectly fine. He's a backup right guard. If you want to, I would actually prefer if the Cowboys maybe traded Connor McGovern for a more traditional swing guard, a guy who can actually play both sides of the line. But that's not him. He's not a swing guard. Even though I think that if they do go that route with Tyler Smith going over to left tackle, Connor McGovern would probably get the nod at left guard, even though I think that Matt Forney actually get the guard or should get the the nod at left guard because like I said, I saw what we have in Connor McGovern at left guard and I don't like what I saw. So, I mean, I'm not the coach, but I'm just putting it out there. So real quick, let's take a quick break before we get into the defensive side of the football. If you haven't already, please make sure to follow me on all my social media platforms, TikTok, Cowboys Beat, Twitter, uh, Cowboys Beat, Instagram, Twitch, uh, all the all those apps, Cowboys being on all of them. And if you guys haven't already, please make sure to follow the show, rate the show five stars. And if you haven't, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe to the page. I would greatly appreciate that. Okay, let's get into the defense. Man, this defense is deep. This is a really deep defense that the Cowboys have going into next season. It was hard to really trim down the roster when it comes to, to this side of the ball. I actually instead of getting a position group to a certain number, I looked at like, hey, we'll just go light in this position group because I would rather go heavy on this position group and keep this guy. So let's go through the defense. Defensive end, we're going to have Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, Sam Williams, Chauncey Golston, Dante Fowler, and Terrell Basham. Now, out of these guys, who's the guy you would cut? Because I would cut Terrell Basham out of all these guys. I understand that Dante Fowler is the new guy. He's a free agent. And we saw what we had in Terrell Basham. And Terrell Basham was perfectly fine last year for the Cowboys. However, I don't think that he, he like his upside, you know, we got to compare the ceilings here. I'm going to compare the ceiling. Whose ceiling is higher, Terrell Basham or Dante Fowler's? Well, I think that Dante Fowler is going to be productive in this defense. Because I think that Dan Quinn is going to give him a role and, you know, Dante Fowler has a very specific skill set. And Dan Quinn is going to say, hey, look, you see the quarterback? Go get him. That's your role. Don't worry about anything else. 
That is your role in this team. And that's what Dan Quinn does very well. He gives everybody a role. He says, this is your role. That's your role. Just be the best you can in your role. And then he has a guy like Demarcus Lawrence or like Jaron Curse or like Demarcus Lawrence, where he can give multiple roles to, where he says, you are responsible for this and you're responsible. You're responsible for this, that, and the third. Micah, you're responsible for this, that, and the third. Jaron, you're responsible for this, that, and the third. Because they've shown that they're good enough to handle multiple roles. And so Dan Quinn gives them multiple roles because they can handle it. But guys like Dante Fowler, more you know, one-dimensional players, he doesn't ask him to do anything more than just rush the passer. It's going to be the same thing with Sam Williams. That's why I think Sam Williams is going to be such a good player for this team. Maybe not this season, but going in the future, especially if Dan Quinn ends up being the coach of this team, which honestly I would prefer over Sean Payton, but I'm just, you know, that's another conversation that we'll have another time. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that Sam Williams, he's going to be limited to a certain role. And I think he's going to be able to thrive in that role. And I think that that means something. So that's going to be the defensive end room uh, for the Cowboys this upcoming uh, season, I believe. Defensive tackle, Neville Gallimore, Oso Digizua, Quentin Bohanna, Carlos Watkins, Tristan Hill, John Ridgeway. Tristan Hill, man, you want to know what? A lot of people were saying going into this training camp that Tristan Hill was going to have to have a good training camp if he wanted to stay on this team. And damn, he had a good training camp. Not only did he have a good training camp, he played very well in the preseason. He's shown that he is worthy of being on this team. And he's going to get reps this season. There's no ifs or buts about it. So I'm happy for Tristan Hill. Hopefully that this is a year that Tristan Hill can kind of put it all together. You know, So I'm happy for Tristan Hill. I think he's going to make this team. I think they'd be crazy to cut him. He's shown that he's he's worthy of being on this team, no doubt about it. And then, you know, a guy like John Ridgway is a guy that people think could potentially get cut. And this guy was a fifth-round pick this year. Do you think that the Cowboys are going to cut him and send him to the practice squad? Because I don't think he's going to make the practice squad. I really don't. Like, I think that somebody's going to go pick him up. So I think that the Cowboys are going to keep John Ridgway. And I'm going to talk about, you know, once we get to the end of this, the roster move that I decided to make. And I think that the Cowboys are going to make as well. So I have John Ridgway on this team, even though he didn't show like all that much during preseason or whatever. I think that I like what I, I like the potential that I see in John Ridgway. You know, him and Quentin Bohanna play pretty much the same position, zero, one tech. And uh, yeah, Quentin Bohanna, no doubt beat John Ridgway out. I mean, talk about Quentin Mohanna for a second. Guy who had a good training camp. Nobody really talked about this guy during the offseason. When it came to the defensive line, everybody was talking about Osa, Neville, and Demarcus Lawrence. Nobody talked about uh, 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 Quentin Mohanna. He showed up this training camp, had a good training camp. Not only did he have a good training camp, he had a good preseason. He looks really good. He looks fast. He looks big. I like what I see from Quentin Mohanna. So he's absolutely going to make this team and he's going to play significant reps this upcoming season. So that's going to be the defensive tackle room for you guys. And then at linebacker, we have Micah Parsons, Anthony Barr, Leighton Van Der Esch, Jabril Cox, and Devin Harper. I have Devin Harper over Luke Gifford. Here's the reason why. Goes back to the ceiling thing. When you have a guy who is that uh, far down on the depth chart, I'm going to take the ceiling. Like I look at the ceilings, look at Luke Gifford's ceiling. We saw what it is. It's not very high. Devin Harper, however, he had a pretty good preseason. Not a lot of people talked about him because that uh, linebacker, the, the linebackers this preseason had a very good preseason. Devin Harper, Malik Jefferson, Story Jackson, those guys had good preseasons. So this is going to be a hard cut to make, but give me Devin Harper over Luke Gifford. And I mean, the Cowboys just drafted him. Usually if the Cowboys draft you, you're going to make this team. That's just the type of mindset that they have, this draft and develop mindset that they've been 
you know, putting forward on this team. And I think that Devin Harper showed more than enough to make this team. And I even think that Devin Harper might get reps this season. I mean, I know that Luke Gifford was important on special teams. Just give that role to Devin Harper. He might not be good as good on special teams as Luke Gifford at the start. It's perfectly fine. He'll adjust. He's a good player. He's talented, talented young prospect. Yeah, I'm taking Devin Harper over Luke Gifford, to be honest with you. Let's get into the cornerbacks. I have Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, Darren Bland, and Kelvin Joseph making this team. So I have the Cowboys cutting to Sean Wright. So I had the Cowboys going a little lighter at cornerback than you normally would in favor of John Ridgway. So I have John Ridgway making the team over Nashawn Wright. I know it kind of sounds crazy because they play two different position groups, but I, you know, I look at it and I just say, hey, just go more, just go light at this position group and then go heavy at that position group. Go heavy on the defensive line. Because uh, let's go back to the ceiling. I know I sound like a broken record. Who do you think has a higher ceiling? Nashawn Wright or John Ridgway? We saw what Nashawn Wright did this preseason. Are you going to look at Nashawn Wright and say he deserves a spot on this team after this preseason? I understand that he was your third-round pick back in 2021, and I know you don't love parting ways with a third-round pick. However, that's the Cowboys' fault. They put themselves in this position. They draft – I mean, think about it, right? 2020, the Cowboys drafted Trayvon Diggs. He had a decent rookie season. He didn't stand out his rookie season or anything. And then they go in the 2021 draft, and what do they do? They draft a cornerback in the second round. And then they go and they draft a cornerback in the third round. So the Cowboys put themselves in this position. So guess what? You're going to have to make a hard decision. And you drafted a cornerback this year in the fifth round who showed you that he's a very solid player. He's he showed that he's definitely worth a spot on this roster. So yeah, you have to make a tough decision. Nashawn Wright has given you no reason to say that he deserves a spot on this team over more over younger, higher ceiling type of prospects like a John Ridgeway. So, yeah, that's that's the cut that I made to Sean Wright, to me, not on this team. Good luck to him, but I don't believe he makes this team. Safeties, J-Ron Curse, Malik Cooker, Donovan Wilson, Israel McQuamu, Marquise Bell. Now, I want to talk about the last two names that I just said. Israel McQuamu, Marquise Bell. What a preseason those guys had. What a preseason those guys had. I feel really good about the future of the Cowboys at safety. I mean, Israel McQuamu, I think he had two interceptions this preseason. And not only did he have two interceptions, he was he was kind of everywhere. I mean, he, he was able to get to the third level and help out in, in run defense. You know, he did his job when it came to coverage. And the Cowboys don't really have a free safety type. And that's the type of safety Israel McQuamu is. So I think like if you were to ask me, like I think both of the guys – Marquise Bell and Israel McQuamu make this team. But who would I rather have on this team, Israel McQuamu or Marquise Bell? I'd have a hard time saying uh, Marquise Bell over Israel McQuamu. I think that Israel McQuamu is the better player at the current moment of the two. And I think he's at a position where they need more of a guy like Israel McQuamu than they need a Marquise Bell. But both of these guys are going to make the team. I just wanted to put that argument forward. Overall, at the safety position, I mean, have you felt as good as you feel now about the Cowboys' safeties? Right now, I mean, J. Ron Curse had a fantastic season last year. I don't expect him to decline next season. Malik Cooker, solid. Donovan Wilson, solid. I feel really good about the safety position for the Cowboys. I feel really good about the secondary. And matter of fact, I feel really good about the defense as a whole. I mean, this is a deep defense right here. To me, like all the guys that I mentioned, maybe outside of John Ridgeway, I don't think that he's ready for significant reps this upcoming season. If 
somebody at one of those positions went down and weren't able to play, I would feel really good about, uh, not really good, but I'd, I'd, I'd feel fine. I'd feel fine. Like, let's just say, for example, um, Anthony Barr went out, right? I'd feel fine with Devin Harper playing. I think that Devin Harper would, would be fine. I don't think he'd be a liability on your team. Like defensive end, like I'd feel fine if, let's just say, a guy like Demarcus Lawrence went out and you had to play Sam Williams at defensive end. It's not something that you want, but if it happened, I'm like, okay, that's fine. I mean, it's going to be a drop off, but you still got a perfectly fine player in there. So as a whole, like I, I like the Cowboys roster going in this season, especially the defense. Like I, I don't think that this team should take as significant of a drop as people think they're going to take. You know, I think that the guys that they lost last year, I mean, now people are starting to talk about Lyle Collins, about how the Cowboys shouldn't have got rid of Lyle Collins. No, that was the right move to make. Cowboys getting rid of Lyle Collins was the right move to make. They put up with Lyle Collins nonsense for way too long. And the reason why they put up with it is because they had no other options that, at that position. So they said, enough is enough. We have a guy that we feel good about to replace you, and we're going to replace you. Unfortunately, now they have a little bit of a problem on the offensive line, but it is what it is. I don't know how Lyle Collins being here would have been that big of a help. What, you're going to have Terrence Steele at left tackle? Do you feel good about Terrence Steele at left tackle? It's going to be a bad situation for you regardless. However, they made that move. You know, getting rid of a guy like Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson. You know, Amari Cooper was on... I don't think he's on the downturn of his career, but I think that maybe he wasn't going to be as productive as he usually was on this offense going forward. I think that's a legitimate case to be made. And then they lose Randy Gregory. I mean, let's be honest, Randy Gregory, the one thing he was consistent at was being consistently unavailable. Now, don't get it twisted. The Jones wanted to, they wanted to re-sign Randy Gregory. There's no doubt in my mind. They wanted to keep Randy Gregory on this football team. There's no doubt in my mind about that. However, they got rid of him. And I mean, like as a whole, I think that this roster is still a really good roster. I think that they're going to have to change some things around on this offense to start the season due to the fact that they're a little light at the receiver position right now. But I mean, these young guys got to step up at the receiver position. I mean, I feel good about Simi Fioco and Jalen Tolbert starting the season. I mean, do I feel as good as let's just say I did last year when the Cowboys had CD Lamb and Mari Cooper and Michael Gallup? No, I don't feel as good as I did last year. But I, I look at these guys and I say, hey, they're young players with promise. Give them a chance. Let's see what happens. Overall, as a whole, this roster to me, perfectly fine roster. I think the Cowboys will have no problem making the playoffs, and I think that they'll win the division this year. So that's going to be it for the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast for August 29th, 2022. I just want to say thank you guys for coming out. If you haven't already, please make sure to download the show. Make sure to follow the show. Leave a five-star review. Follow me on all my social media accounts. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it may be. Follow me, Cowboys Beat on them. And thank you guys for coming out and take it easy, guys. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.